This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Hello ladies and gents and welcome to Magpies Unrestricted where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host Chris Simpson and joining me as always is Cara Thistlethwaite. Hello. And we are joining you listeners after Newcastle's second win of the season, finally getting another three points on the board. A 4-1 win at Fulham. Great performance, obviously helped by that early sending off for Nathaniel Chalabar, but I mean, I suppose we might as well start with that. Right decision, first of all. Yeah, for sure. And... I know people say, oh, VAR corrected his decision, but I think in that situation, the referee knows that there's VAR going to be backing up anyway. May as well give a yellow card straight off, because for sure it was a yellow. Double check to see if it's a red. It didn't take him very long. Yeah, it's a red. And I think that's that's the correct usage. Yeah, maybe he could have gone straight for a red, and then it would have double checked to see if he was correct, but I don't see anything wrong with being a bit more on the precautionary side and then... Double checking it, I thought. Yep, yeah, I thought that was a good use of it, and yeah. <laughs> and, and who, of course, who was working on VAR? None other than Mike Dean. The so it was Dean, <laughs> it was yeah. Mike Dean to the rescue. Um, but as you say, ultimately though, it was the right decision. And then, of course, thankfully, what could have been quite a difficult afternoon, uh, especially because you know, um, Sam Maxman, Jointon, and Isaac were all out. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, Wilson and Bruno were back and both played well. Um, but, you know, it, it could have been quite a tricky afternoon, as we'd said last week. That then, you know, silly from Chalabar immediately puts Fulham on the back foot for the whole game. Thankfully, we capitalised. In fact, didn't take us long at all, to be honest. Yeah, within the 11th minute, Wilson gave you the lead. And it looked like he may, might have nicked it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I think Willock said it was going in. I mean, that's typical, typical sort of striker poaching <laughs> on the goal line. But... Um, yeah, obviously nice to have Callum Wilson back. And, uh, you know, I mean, that was, that was, again, as you say, it was more his uh, selfish striker instincts than his, his actual clinical skill there. But got us off to the perfect start, as, as I say, literally just a few minutes after uh, they went down to 10 men. And then that was that really sort of quick double whammy then. Yeah, it seemed to it, it seemed to take a while, though, after that for, for Newcastle to get back into the groove. I know there were a couple of... Um goals disallowed for, for offside in that but took until the 33rd minute for Almiron to, to make it 2-0 um, and it was a great shot which I'm sure you'll talk about in a bit um, but again it just kind of felt like Newcastle had all of the momentum and then didn't only had one thing to show for it which is better than nothing but again it's one of those kind of like frustrating 20 minutes of like just score <laughs> yeah I I think I mean I I'm the kind of person who, I'm never going to relax until Newcastle at least have a two-goal lead uh, in a game. So it would have been nice if that had come sooner. But I think ultimately, I think we probably knew at that point we had control. You know, Fulham didn't really offer anything. We, we were fully in control at that point. And then at that, and then you know they're they're packing men behind the ball, um, and then it was just a case of breaking them down. So I I don't think there was too much of an issue there. And then as you say, I mean. What a way then to get a second one, Almiron. Goal of the month uh, contender, possibly a goal of the season contender. 
<laughs> certainly the best one he's scored in a Newcastle shirt. Well, I mean, I say that, obviously, there was that amazing one he scored back end of last season as well, to be fair. But, I mean, this one, outside of his foot, that lovely ball over the top from Bruno. Oh, yeah, no, it was great play, and, and it was yeah, a good move, finish. Really top finish. It kind of just sort of took everyone by surprise, just out of absolutely nowhere, gave the keeper no chance, and, yeah, brilliant, brilliant second goal. And then um, to, you know, make, make it pretty much really make sure of the result before half-time, actually, then, with, with Sean Longstaff's goal on the rebound. I mean, I, I feel a little bit sorry for... Uh, for the Fulham goalkeeper Lino there because he'd actually he'd done really quite well to tip Botman's header onto the post. Yeah. And then of course, you know, long staff, right place, right time. There wasn't It just makes a difference with, with the extra man. Just there's 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 fewer people to react, fewer people to be in the spaces. And obviously have, having having that extra player just on the side, it it means that Newcastle could have gone for more balls, which they hundred percent did. Yeah, and as you say, three nil and a man advantage at half time. We, you know, we'd already pretty much wrapped up the result then, uh, which was great. I mean, also, I have to say, shame for Alexander Mitrovic. He actually went went off injured um, in the first half as well. Certainly, hopefully, just precautionary for them because I suppose at that point there were, you know, if there was any sort of like sort of niggle with him, there was no point risking by keeping it keeping him on because the game, you know, the game was beyond Fulham at that point, and thankfully. Yeah, we had it all wrapped up, and yeah, we got the um, the one in the in the second half as well. Of course, Almiron getting his brace with that that close range finish from from Willick's cross. And I mean, to be honest, yeah, as he said, we probably could have had one or two more. Certainly, had I, th- a I think allowed. I think it was harsh for Almiron to not get a hat trick considering how he played. But, yeah, that, you know. that would have, that would have been just the icing on the cake for us. But uh, yeah, great to see such a good performance from Almiron, especially you know him stepping up. Um, Given that you know we had a few absences, and I have to say also great performance from Joe Willock as well, which was really nice to see. Um, you know, a couple of assists. Uh, you know, the, the first one <laughs> probably should have been his goal uh, before Wilson kind of pinched it on the line. But uh, I feel that you've got. I've noticed something on here that seems to be some stats that you're keeping track of. <laughs> uh, would you like to go into details? I feel like this is going to be a season-long, probably a lifelong thing that you're now doing. <laughs> I just wanted to point out that Miggy's now got three goals for the season and, and Jack, I don't know what an encyclopedia is, Grealish, is still on one. Uh, I mean, he did, uh, by all accounts, play really well in the Manchester derby, but he didn't score, did you, Jack? No, no he didn't. So, uh, you know, Miggy, who cost, what, one-fifth of what you did, he's uh, got three times as many goals. I'm sure, I'm sure Grealish will probably end the season on more, but for now, I'm going to milk it for all it's worth. Uh because why, why would you, why would you come at Mickey? He's just he's just such a nice man. Okay, you? we get it, we get it. Okay, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> all right, I'll re- I'll wrestle it back. Um, yeah, a little bit annoying not to keep the clean sheet in the end. Um, Bobby uh, decoded over Reed, grabbing that sort of late consolation goal in the final couple of minutes. But it was a great goal, to be fair. Um, but as I said, Newcastle already knew they were winning. Newcastle already knew they'd won. You can kind of forgive it, irritating it as it is. It, it exactly. was some great play, and. Yeah, just really, really good for us. Away from home, really good performance, really capitalising on the advantage that we got from early on. It, it wasn't one of those where, you know, a team goes down early, but then they kind of rally and then it takes forever for the other team to, um, you know, really break them down. So that was really good to see. Obviously good for the goal difference as well. 
because we've just had so many draws. I mean, obviously, we've only w- lost the one game, you know, and we only lost it by one goal. But we've just had so many draws that, um, you know, we've, we've not really been able to help, help ourselves on the goal difference front as well. And, yeah, bumping us up to um, seventh, I think, in the table. Which is still pretty good. And, you know, you would have snapped anyone's hand off if uh, they said that last season. Above Liverpool. Which, yes, exactly. which, you know, not many people can say that. Um, well, no one could really say that last season or the season before, to be honest. They were always that very, very competitive team. I'm not saying they're not. They just see, found themselves in the lower part of the table at the moment. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think you should, should be proud. You should be proud. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, good way to kick off again after, you know, returning from the international break. Obviously, we'd had a few weeks off. Um Really, really good way to sort of kick off this little, sort of little phase of the season between now and the World Cup, um, and and one we can hopefully build on because, as we've discussed before, you know I think really on, on balance of play, that probably should have been maybe our fourth win of the season instead of just the second. So that was, but that was the main thing, just getting that three points, and 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 kicking on with a really good uh, performance without, as I said, a few key players uh, who we'll we'll get to in terms of their chances of returning, um, you know, for next week, but. Yeah, real, really good for us. Even if, say, we were handed a bit of an advantage early on, you know, you've 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 got to just take advantage of it, and that's exactly what we did. Um, and sat in the crowd actually to watch this game was Newcastle's latest signing, listeners. No, a uh, bit strange outside of the transfer window, but Newcastle signing teenage forward Garan Qual from A League side Central Coast Mariners. He's going to arrive in January, and obviously. You know, he's a young lad. He's likely to just be loaned out immediately to a European side. But really exciting uh, talent from what I've read. Again, I can't pretend that I've seen a lot of him in action. But just reading up on him, you know, he's only only a young lad. Literally only turned 18 a few weeks ago in September. And then made his Australia debut um, just last week. Becoming the youngest player actually to represent their senior side since Harry Kuehl back in 1996. So, you know, that's quite an achievement. And he scored, he scored four goals in his first seven appearances for Central Coast Mariners since he made his debut for them in April. So, um, really promising young talent. They're clearly listening, though, because we said that, you know, Newcastle, aka is not homegrown, but we did say Newcastle <laughs> need to sort out their youth team a little bit um, and push players through their academies and, and then, you know, make them into the stars that you know they could be. Give like make allow them to reach their full potential. Maybe this is a star. Maybe this is a. Oh look, we've got someone. And to be fair, it's coming at a good time. You've got Callum Wilson. You've got you know Chris Wood and his heading capabilities. Though we might not necessarily have seen it yet. You got Isaac. You've got Joel Minton. Yep. All these players who you know have played in similar positions or are playing in similar positions, and. Um, you can give him a wealth of experience and, and, and being able to watch Newcastle against Fulham play like that, it's got to be quite a positive thing. Um, hopefully it really, really improves his, his, his morale a little bit, uh, even though most likely to say he isn't going to be playing for Newcastle straight away. Yeah, and you know... Gives him something to aspire and he to. And he was in the crowd with the fans, you know, that's, like I say, perfect um, away day for Newcastle. What, what a first game for him to, to come and watch in person. After signing, getting to sort of ingratiate himself with the fans, uh, you know, the travelling support as well. Yeah, so uh, as you say, we may not even actually see him in action for Newcastle this season if he does get loaned out straight away. But uh, exciting to have him on board nonetheless, one for the future. 
potentially one, you know, depending on how well he does, if he does go out on loan somewhere, possibly even for next season. Um, you know, mm-hmm. because we seem to have a lot of injury worries up front, like all the time. So having another forward player available is always welcome. Um, speaking of the injuries, uh, we had some updates sort of just before and just after the game from Eddie Howe on the missing trio of Isaac, Sam Maximan and Joe Winton. Um, so on Isaac, of course, he his international break was cut short. He didn't get to play for Sweden, had to come back and uh, miss their games. But um, some a positive update from Eddie Howe, just saying, you know, it, whatever sort of muscle injury he had, you know, doesn't look too bad uh, based on the scan. So it was more of a uh, a caution with him again. Unclear whether he'll be back uh, for the Brentford game next weekend, but the main thing is obviously it doesn't sound too bad, and obviously it's nice that we had such a positive performance without him. Likewise, Sam Maximum and Jolinton, slightly, again, not for definite for either of them, but slightly more uh, encouraging in terms of them having a, a really good chance of being able to play against Brentford. Um how speaking after the Fulham, Fulham win on, in terms of Sam Maximan, he said that he'll hopefully be back soon. He said it's difficult to give a guarantee, but you know he, he's been training with the team since Friday. Obviously, he's going to have the full week um, to get himself fully fit um, for next weekend. So it'll certainly be close. It sounds like there'll be a decent chance he might at least maybe get on the bench. Uh, in terms of Jointon, he actually turns out he actually suffered a, a knee injury against Bournemouth just before the international break. Um, being Jointon, he was obviously ready to to get going. But again, Eddie Howe seems pretty confident he's going to be back and available next week. So again, be good to have him back in midfield alongside Willock and uh, and Bruno, of course. Though you know, Longstaff got a goal. You know, a positive uh, contribution from him as well, which is always useful, even if he doesn't necessarily make it into our strongest eleven these days. But yeah, I mean. I know we said that Newcastle would really struggle without them, and and you know they have at times. But despite that, without you know without having the consistency in your midfield, it's still been quite a positive couple of, of displays from Newcastle. So you know all good. So yeah, looking and, forward. Go on, sorry, go on. And I was just going to say, I was my segue. Oh, uh, you had a segue. I've got a neat segue. Sorry. Which is speaking of teams that are performing <laughs> despite losing an important player. Yeah, we all thought. Um, I think a lot of us thought. We certainly here thought that you know Brentford might be in for a difficult season uh, this year. You know, with uh, losing Christian Eriksen in the summer to Man United. But again, a bit like Fulham, they've had a, a decent start to the season. You know, they, they've only lost three two to Fulham. And yeah, three nil to Arsenal. So only twice. Um, yeah. You know, in the first what seven, seven eight games. So that's uh, pretty strong. And again, in terms of, you know, you, you look um, at their firepower, again, like we did with Fulham, former Newcastle uh, striker, actually, in, in Ivan Tony. Um, he's got five goals. Brentford have 15 um, so far, which only Arsenal, Man City and Spurs can actually top, which is very impressive. It is. It also demonstrates the fact that they can score from pretty much anyone on the field. I mean, they say Tony's got five. That's 10. That they've, that's yeah, 10 really spread, around. spread out yeah. across. So, they are a threat. Well, yeah. um, I mean, they have they have conceded twelve goals as well, so they aren't impenetrable. But it it's like that type of scrappy team at the moment that you know is strong one end and slightly weaker the other. Literally anything can happen. And I think if 
if they manage to get underneath the skin of, of Newcastle's defence, it's going to be quite hard to. Well, it could be it could be a great goal fest. Who knows? But yeah, well, I mean, um, last our, our, our game with them at St James's Park last season, of course, was that three all draw. So mm. yeah, it could be. I mean, we did thankfully then beat them two 0 away. So um, you know, in terms of our last season, we, we didn't do bad in either game, but. Yeah, could be a bit of a goal fest at both ends next week, as you say. They've got lots of threats all over the pitch as well as, you know, Ivan Tony. Um we've should be a good match. Yeah, we've got Almiron in form, we've got Callum Wilson back and um Potentially having Hopefully in a bit of Jolington, maybe even Isaac. Yeah, or, or Sam Maxman. Hopefully at least one or two of those three, if not all three. Uh, I suspect probably not all three, but yeah, so hopefully at least one or two of them will be back as well. So um, we, and, and you know we're going to be at home, so that's uh, obviously a point in our favour as well. So it could be a really good match next week. Um, again, another challenging one, but one that you know I'm. I think if we play like we did against Fulham, again, big caveat, we had the man advantage for almost the entire game. But mm-hmm. you know, if if we can take that confidence, take that form in, uh, I think uh, it could be a really good match. One that we we've definitely got a, a chance of getting something from. Hopefully, another win, but. You know, it's going to be an entertaining one, Brentford. Uh, I'm expecting a, a decent challenge from them as well. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, be fun. I, I'd like to see it being a really big goal fest, but, uh, well, you know, the biggest can't be cheeses. So, uh, <laughs> we'll just yeah. have to see how it goes. And, of course, uh, we'll be back next week to work back on, yeah, hopefully a bit of a goal fest. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, maybe this time, maybe we win 3-2 instead of drawing 3 or who, who knows. But we'll just have to wait and see, listeners. In the meantime, if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and uh, leave us a positive review, that'd be really, really helpful. Uh, and until next time, we've been Magpies Unrestricted. I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Cara. No problem. And thank you, listeners. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.